Okay, so this podcast episode, uh, I'm excited to jump into it here. I got uh, connected up with Liz on LinkedIn and um, we exchanged a few notes. We had a quick call. And so we are going to be jumping into things that Liz is passionate about in the packaging industry, along with her kind of her career path and how she got to where she is. So I'm joined by Liz Malone, and she is the worldwide director of packaging innovation at Colgate. Paul Olive. Liz, thank you so much for coming on the People of Packaging podcast. Well, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, definitely. Is this your first uh, packaging podcast you've appeared on? It, it is. And the first and, and hopefully one of many. One of many. Yeah, we've got yeah. I've got a few that I can uh, I can you can make the, the packaging podcast rounds if you'd like. My uh, my friend Corey Connors over at the uh, Sustainable Packaging Podcast, Avelio Matos has got the package design unboxed i know there's even um i saw another one uh brandon frank uh has the packaging brothers there's there's a lot of fun podcasts so yeah no uh, there's a lot out there and um you know i love podcasts it's uh it's a great way just to connect and learn mostly for learning you know but also entertainment so it's good yeah we try to have a little bit of it on here so um you did bring your fiddle and freestyle rap song. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah. Both of those yeah, you know what? I completely forgot those today. I'm did sorry. you forget them? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we'll make it through. Sorry to all the to wing it, yeah. that uh, Liz is not going to be playing her fiddle and freestyle rapping about uh, packaging innovation. But maybe next. Yeah. Time we'll... well, you'll be you'll be glad I forgot them. <laughs> <laughs> well, Liz, uh, so. Uh, Tell me a little bit about your journey into becoming the the worldwide director of packaging innovation for a, such a cool company like Colgate Palmolive. Um, is that did you dream of that as a as a young child? Yeah, you know what? Um, it's funny. Like I I never when you're a kid, you don't you know you kind of emulate what you see, right? And and back then and probably even today, you don't see a lot of I'm a packaging engineer. You know, so it becomes kind of this crazy you know way of getting into the field sometimes um so no i didn't really dream about becoming you know the innovation leader for packaging at colgate um but i'm super excited about the role that i'm in it's very fun um but yeah packaging's you know i've been in, so i graduated i'm gonna give you some numbers here and you guys can do some uh, quick math but i graduated college in 1992 with a degree in packaging and, uh, you know, I was one of those lucky kids. I was able to find a job within a few months, you know, back in the in the 90s and um, kind of got right into it on the ground floor in a packaging lab. I worked for a consumer product company um, that now has brands that are owned by other companies, but um, worked on, you know, cleaning products and, and toilet cleaners and things like that. So not sexy products, but it was still fun. And I learned I learned a lot. Um, and then I jumped I, over to way, my, my wife would disagree with you. She loves a good cleaning product and <laughs> she, uh, and, and I end up buying the cleaning products with the coolest looking packaging. And I'm like, check this out. And she's like, Oh, this, this does a great job. My, I, I joke with her that her love language is clean. Yeah. She just likes to have a good, like well put together clean house. And we have five kids. Uh, so that is, uh, that is a, a constant challenge. So, yeah. Yeah. Don't, yeah and, don't, and knock, don't knock your work in that. <laughs> I don't mean to knock it. I don't mean to knock it. And it's the kind of stuff that uh, maybe you don't think about what goes into making it so cool, right? Yep. Um, 
And that's another great thing about packaging. It's like people just kind of, you know, take it for granted sometimes, but, you know, there's a whole lot of thought and effort that goes into what, what's on shelf. So a hundred percent. Yeah. And can I ask you when, so you, you sort of fast forwarded up to, you graduated with a packaging degree uh, from, yeah. where did you go? Yeah. Uh, I went to Indiana State, uh, oh. Indiana State University in Terre Haute, Indiana. I got the my home, degree. Home of Larry Bird. That's right. Yeah. Yep. And his, his brother was in school the same time I was. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so I, I graduated a degree in packaging science. Um, it was cool. I was at Pack Expo just last September and I made around to make sure I was getting to all the booths that the, um, a lot of the colleges have booths there. So I stopped by the, the ISU one. And we're talking to a couple of guys that were there. They're part of the IOPP group. So that's awesome. I think you're my first chapter. ISU graduate on the podcast, actually. There, yeah, there are not many of us. That's surprising. Um, I still remember the guy who ran the program, Dr. Cooksey, was our dean of packaging. Um, and it was a fun program. I, I took crazy classes. I took a welding class. Um, yeah, we had a um, a. a we had a sample table for making corrugate boxes in our packaging lab. Okay. I worked in the packaging lab. We did some, you know, work for local companies um, around the university, a couple of uh, case studies and things like that. It was fun. Uh, awesome. It was a, yeah, it was a hands-on experience. So it was and totally why did fun. you, why did you choose packaging in college? Did you go there specifically to study packaging or are you from the area and were like, I'm just going to go. No. Pick yeah. It's a great question. So actually my first year of college, I was at RIT, okay, which has a school of packaging, right? And that's how I got into it. So I went out to RIT thinking I would become a photographer because, mm. um, you Good know, place. when you're, yeah, exactly. Uh, my grandmother went there. That's how we knew about it. Um, and I grew up in Indiana. Um, and so I went out to Rochester and I spent a year there and I quickly learned that I didn't really want to be a photographer. And uh, I happened to take one of those introduction to packaging classes and knew some kids in class. And uh, I thought, this is really cool. Um, and then as I wound down my first year of, of college, you know, I had the conversation with my parents that, you know, I don't think I want to be a photographer. Or I want to go into packaging. And um, they said, that's great, but we can't afford to send you to RIT for four years. So, you know, my deal was I was going to go to, you know, RIT and get a two-year degree in photography and then figure out what to do next. So I said, all right. And uh, I happened to be lucky that the state I lived in offered a state college with a degree in packaging. Yeah. So it was like my only choice. I went to, I, I, I don't even remember applying, but I went down to ISU and spent the next three years there. And uh, it was a great experience. I loved it. It was a fun college. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah did my, I did my internship at Bristol-Myers Squibb in uh, Southern Indiana, and okay. uh, that was cool. Have you been to the Albanese Confectionery in Merrillville, Indiana? No. Oh, it's like the- <laughs> I don't even know where Merrillville is. It's the largest gummy bear facility. I believe it's the largest gummy bear facility in North America. Oh, and wow. it's, in, it's, it's, uh, it's like North Indiana- uh it's an hour or so drive from chicago so i i've had to go out there for a few We'd, i've done some work for them in the packaging space so shout out to albany's confectionery yeah Maryland, right Indiana. um so anyway well that that's cool and it's neat that they still have a program going on um is it the sycamores no what, what's the yeah 
That's Isn't right. Really? The sycamores. Yeah. Wow. I don't yeah. know where that came from. I didn't. You're great. I just. <laughs> <laughs> I even forgot that one. But as soon as you said, it, I was like, oh, yeah. It is. It is. All right. We'll yeah. go sycamores. Um, well, great. So, okay. So, sorry. I just wanted to get a little bit more um, kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Context around how you got into packaging. Cause I, I find that a lot of people who listen to the podcast are, are excited to hear about sort of like call it the origin story of, of yeah. somebody. Um, Cause very few people grow up knowing about the industry. Um, and, and oftentimes it's, it's discovered when they go to a college that has a packaging program. So uh, that's really neat. And then um, when did you get to Colgate? Um, so I was at um, my first employer um, for four years, uh, and then I jumped over to, to Colgate as a packaging engineer, and um, yeah, and that was great. I, so I, I joined the company in 1996, and I worked on Palmolive Dish Liquid okay. um, for the North America business, and I helped launch a lot of new variants and products within the portfolio. Um, and after a few years of doing that, I was able to jump into other roles. The one thing, and so I've been at Colgate for a long time, 25, almost 26 years. And so the one great thing about working at this company, um, and I think large companies, is that you have the opportunity to do different things. Right. It probably goes for small companies as well. I just, I don't have the experience. Um, so, you know, when you sit down, you have that conversation with your manager and they're like, oh, what do you want to do? I mean, you probably need to have an answer, right? So, you know, look at what other people do, talk to people that you work with. And I can remember saying, you know, I really like this job that, you know, Eileen does. And they're like, oh, okay. Um, so I was able to move around a lot. So I've done a lot of different things at Colgate, um, which has been great. So I started in packaging, then I moved into kind of supply chain jobs and, um, and uh, actually did a job in quality for a little while. Um, and then I've always kind of bounced in and out of packaging. So okay. it's a great, yeah, it's a the thing I like about packaging. And I tell a lot of, we bring in a lot, we do a lot of interns and we love the intern program here. Um, but it's one of the true functions. I think it really does have a full end-to-end -end exposure of the product lifecycle from initial concepts, right? Where you just, you know, you're working with a team and on potential new, new product ideas. And now it's all the way through circularity. So it's beyond consumer use, right? It's beyond, you know, when they put it into that recycle bin, it comes right back into the package again. So we really have, I think we're one of the few functions that really has that end to end scope. And as a result of that, I think packaging engineers are really poised to do a lot of different things in companies because right. they have that experience. Yeah, and I've seen that too. I mean, I've seen packaging engineers move into product management, product development, um, obviously things like sustainability and innovation and you know, quality and even graphics and marketing jobs. And it's, it's I, I mean, I've told my kids, uh, is they can laugh at me because I have 12,000 followers on TikTok about packaging, <laughs> but I'm like, it's really an awesome industry to pursue, not just yeah. because I'm in it, but because there's so many opportunities and it's not, it's not going away or not. It's, it's almost directly tied to population growth and, and we're, we're continuing to experience a, a pretty hefty rise in population. So it's, it's a pretty good industry to get into, I would say. Yeah. And no, it, uh, I, 
don't regret discovering this because it is a generally packaging is a little bit of a discovery, right? Um, and I don't regret the discovery and the choice I made. I think it's worked out really well. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I, I told uh, somebody the other day that I, I feel like I bet right on my career when I, when I decided to go all in on packaging, it feels more and more, especially given the complexity of the environment that we live in today, starting with COVID in 2020 and fast forwarding even to now with the, the you know, war and supply chain crunch and these things like packaging has been elevated in importance up to uh, even like C-level positions in, in some companies. So yeah, um, that, definitely. That, it, it's good to see that because I think early on when I started, which was about 14 years ago, it seemed like it was sort of like this necessary thing that it was important, um, but not nearly where I, I've seen the level of importance get to. And it's evolved, right? It's, it's not just, you know, and it's every industry. It's, it really is one of those um, unexpected, you know, career opportunities. And I graduated school and had a job within three months. I mean, and I think back in those days, that was unusual in the field I studied in. Right. You know, so yeah, yeah. opportunities abound. Yeah. And anybody who's listening to this, who's thinking about getting into packaging, um, just know there are, there are a lot of great companies, a lot of really good open positions that are just going to continue to grow. I get asked almost monthly if I know any packaging engineers who are looking for a job or a change of scenery. Uh, so yeah. it's, it's, it's a really, really good, incredible industry. I can't keep uh, reiterating that enough. So uh, and Liz, so as you have kind of progressed, I kind of want to pivot into your current role and maybe talk a little bit about Colgate and, and not only that, but what, what it is that you're doing. So it seems like you had a career uh, arc, I guess, that has led you to a point where you, you were a little bit more tactical in like executing what was, what was being directed from the brand. And now you're in a role where I'm assuming, correct me if I'm wrong, that you have people that report to you. You have to manage people. You have to manage projects. Uh, you still probably get involved with a little bit of tactical stuff, but it's maybe um, a, a little bit different of a of a role than you know what what you started out in. Obviously, twenty six years. I hope so. Um, so, how has it been just managing people the last couple of years within the packaging industry? It's it seems like that would have been a, that would have been a tough task that you don't you don't learn at ISU in the packaging program necessarily, right? You just have to figure it out. Yeah, um, actually, the people management is, as you grow in your career and you have the opportunity to lead. Um, you know, I I hope and and on my personal case, it becomes kind of where you find your most personal satisfaction. Yeah, because it's where you make those connections, no matter you know what your role is. Um, and again, because packaging is so uh, kind of tied to the entire um, business structure, right, from, you know, product ideation all the way through recycling and sustainability, um, you have the chance to, to engage with all the parts of the organization, right, not just commercial supply chain leadership. Um, I think in the last couple of years, you know, we pivoted, we we at Colgate, we pivoted really well to, you know, the pandemic and the, the need to be remote. Um, I think it did make work uh, a little bit more difficult, especially because what we do is so tangible, right? 
you know, while we sit at our computers for a long part of the day, you know, whether engaged in meetings or writing specifications or, you know, um, doing training or whatever it is that, that is more kind of automated, um, there's a physical nature of packaging, which is hard to do remotely. So I think that's one of the things that, you know, became engineers were shipping samples to our, our, our homes, to each other, to our marketing partners, right? And it kind of became like, not only were you sitting at home doing your, your work on your laptop, but now you had, you know, samples to look at in, the, in your home office. You had a collection of stuff, right, that you are collecting, you know? So it became really kind of, um, it can become really kind of like invasive, right? Because, you know, you can't just shut the laptop and walk away. Now you have this collection of stuff you got to figure out what to do with. And depending on your situation, it's a lot, right? Yeah. Um, you know, but but uh, we're, we're kind of pivoting and turning that corner. We're coming back in the office. You can see, um, you probably can't see. I'm actually in my office right now. Okay. Because uh, I have my background up, so you can't see my, which is good because it's quite messy. Um, Listen, if you're in packaging and your office isn't messy and filled with stuff. Yeah. It probably probably something like my my office the same way it's always filled to just like and i try to clean it out it just keeps filling up with samples and ideas and stuff i see out in the world that i'm like oh this is really cool i'm gonna make a video about this and so i there's no there's no judgment here on a messy office <laughs> in the packaging industry is almost necessary <laughs> yeah it's expected yeah um but yeah so now we're coming back together and we're excited about that and um you know, it means it means more stuff, right? It means uh, actually reconnecting with people. And so we're going to kind of do, you know, a little bit of a, a flip-flop from where we were a couple of years ago to like getting used to working um, side by side again. Hmm. So yeah. that, that's going to be good. We're excited about that. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, and it is, so at, at a company like, uh, like Colgate, you're, you've got this, this awesome opportunity, you know, you're, you're a well-known brand, you're a respected brand. It's a, it's a global brand. And so you have this opportunity to, to do some really innovative stuff when it comes to not just delivering an incredible customer experience, which is part of product packaging, but also doing so in a way that is doing the least amount of harm to the planet. Um, Obviously, that conversation has ramped up over the over the past few years. Um, but ha- have you seen that conversation internally ever ever kind of bump up against the the realities of the supply chain crunch and just the availability of materials from an Absolutely. innovation standpoint? Was that was that kind of a a process that you've had to go through? Yeah. So. Um you know, just to talk a little bit about sustainability, sustainability is kind of uh, the biggest factor in, in packaging today, right? And will continue to be, right? This, we're not in, this is not a trend. This is like, you know, right. coming and will be with us a long time. So we're actually, it's affecting everything we do. And I'm not only from, you know, the materials we design, but the products that we design for those materials, right? Um so in today's world of, you know, just the challenges that we have with um, first it was the pandemic and, you know, having supply interruptions just, you know, from, from that and now, you know, continue to see, you know, other situations, you know, the war in Ukraine definitely having a major impact on supply chains and, 
and you know it's happening all over the place at the same time it's very very hard you know the cost of recycled content is becoming um increasing it's a high demand product now we colgate's been using recycled content for years and we were able to do that you know for example in our palm olive dish liquid we used it because it was a lower cost material right so we were so we were um putting you know a lower pro cost pro uh, material in or to our packaging and now you know, you can't get enough of PCR. Right. Um, and so it's pushing the, the cost up. So definitely there's that challenge, you know, cost is always going to be, um, you know, an issue, but now availability becomes, you know, a, a, an additional kind of layer on top of that. Yeah. So the paper uh, and pulp shortages, um, we've been focused on that. So, you know, how do we try to use less corrugate, less material? So, um, definitely challenge. And then I think, unfortunately, for packaging in this in an industry, it's not a, you know, we're not a, a software company, right? We can't push out a change, right? We're, we make physical products that go through long supply chains, right. and we need to make sure we're doing the right thing, right? That they're developing materials and systems, packaging systems that, that get the products to market safely, whether it's, you know, a brick and mortar or a retailer. Um, so a lot of the things that, you know, we're, we're trying to be able to move very quickly, but we still have to go through some of the due diligence that's needed. Um, so that's where kind of the, the conflict comes, right? Internally, like we understand that there's these challenges um, on supply and cost, but we still have to make sure that we're, we're making the right decisions and, and doing the right thing so that we have good product to put out in the market. Right. Yeah, people don't realize how how much validation and testing and specification management is part of packaging. There's this idea that you just, like somebody asked me just yesterday in a meeting, they said, well, what's better, paper or plastic? And I was like, I, I don't know. Relative to what? Like, what are, what's the product that we're discussing here? There's no clear cut answer to this um, because it does involve, well, what's the life cycle? What's the, the life cycle of the product? What are the shipping requirements? You know, the there's vibration testing. There's there's age testing, there's, uh, there's all sorts of different, I'm sure we could sit here and there could be a whole packaging testing podcast, I'm sure with the amount of tests you could run on packaging. And the general public is not aware of all of that. Um, nor, nor should we expect them to be aware no, of all exactly. of um, But it's not as simple as just go on Google and find a bottle and put your product in it and then slap a label on it and then call it good. Like there's a whole lot of time that goes into that. And I think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, I've seen working for packaging manufacturing companies for the last 14 years that the that that packaging is being brought in a little bit earlier into the product development process than it than it used to be, uh, which which has been helpful. Yeah, yeah, and that's definitely something that through innovation, that's another way you know we're trying to um, even innovate differently. Um, you know, we can't necessarily assume with, especially with sustainability, that the products that we've developed in the laboratories, you know, for, you know, in the case of Colgate, hundreds of years, right? We're a 200 year old company, um, that those products, those formulations are gonna be the ones that we put into the, the next generation of packaging materials. Mm -hmm. So needing to kind of look at the whole system backwards, right? So from, you know, where are we going as far as new material development and those properties are going to be different than the properties we've been using 
you know, for the last several years, tons of, you know, a long time, right? right. So, um, you know, moisture vapor transmission rates are, are different, oxygen uh, barrier is different, right? So we have to really think differently about what goes inside the packaging now, um, because those things that we assumed and could take for granted are gonna change, right? right? As we put more and more pressure on the plastics industry and trying to find more ways to um, deliver lower carbon footprint materials or more sustainable materials, those, those properties that have been so perfected over you know, the decades, we're now just starting to understand what's different about the alternatives and then what do we have to do in order to deliver a great product to the consumer in a completely different way. Right. What uh, over the last maybe year or two, what what do you think has been the the most exciting innovation that Colgate has released from from your perspective? From a packaging standpoint, I guess. Yeah. So let me grab a sample. Hold on. Can oh, I love this. Yeah. So we launched a product um, Last year, we had uh, a product development um, with a partner of ours, a company called Liquid Glide. Um, and uh, Liquid Glide and Colgate collaborated on this new toothpaste tube. Well, you can't see it because of my background. Um, anyway, it's um, take that off. Uh, in North America, it's called Re by the Colgate brand. In Europe, it's called Elixir. And it's a PET uh, bottle, um, inverted, um, that's sitting on a beautiful PET cap. Um, and the magic behind the addition of Liquid Glide is that it helps provide clean dispensing out of a toothpaste tube. Okay. So yeah, and you can see it's a clear bottle, so you can see uh, the use-up rate, and um, it, uh, <laughs> it's a really cool experience. It's a beautiful looking package. It's 100% recyclable, okay. right? Being a PET bottle and PET cap. Um, and, uh, and yeah, we're super excited about that innovation. The very first thing, um, you know, that, that's on top of mind also is our recyclable toothpaste tube, which is our traditional uh, toothpaste tube uh, that we launched uh, and rolling out. We launched it last year in 20, uh, two years ago in 2020, and we're rolling it out across all our manufacturing operations. Does that also have the liquid glide? No. Okay. So it's a traditional tube. It looks like a regular toothpaste tube. We changed the material construction. So it's mostly HGPE. Okay. Um, and it's recyclable in the HGPE bottle stream. Got um, it. And that was a long term time uh, development project. Um, we made the commitment several years ago that we were going to uh, reinvent the toothpaste tube so that it could be recyclable. And we developed it so it could be recyclable in an existing stream yeah. versus yeah. having to develop a new stream. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was a great innovation. Uh, we're still rolling that out. So it's launching in North America. Um, it's, it's launched nearly all over the world, but you know, we have a large supply chain. So um, we're still working through that transition. Um, does, does, does yeah. I just out of curiosity, uh, as a person who brushes my teeth, so is it, uh, when, when I go to recycle that um, in just like a curb, it's just curbside recyclable if I, like we, HDPE is accepted here in Utah. So um, do I need to be concerned at all about like getting out all of the toothpaste from the tube? I mean, I want to do that anyways, but do I need to take off a lid or is there anything I need to do to clean it out? How does that work? 
No, you can recycle it cap on um, and toothpaste. We've done all the testing and toothpaste um, is easily washed away through the recycling process. So okay. the residual paste inside uh, does not interfere with the recycling. Awesome. Um, yeah, we're so proud of this uh, this um, innovation that we have shared the technology, the, the makeup of the toothpaste tube with other brand owners and, and tube manufacturers so that all tubes can be recyclable because we can't. We can't be the only one, right? We need right. all the tubes, uh, whether it's a, a Crest tube or a different brand or even a, um, you know, a, a lotion tube or, or any of the same forms. They all need to be recyclable so the consumer can not have to think or choose, right? They can just decide that, you know, this is a tube, put it in the bin, make yep. it as simple as possible. That's and great. The, and and the, the industry's following us. And so we're super proud about that. Um, yeah, so that was a conscious decision that while we developed this technology and we've applied for patents, we weren't going to keep it only for Colgate that we're sharing it, you know, with the world, really. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, I mean, congratulations. I'm sure that's taken uh, a, a many years to develop, right? That's another another thing people don't realize. We can't just like snap a finger and make everything happen. Yeah. It, it is hard. You've got to work with really great uh, really great suppliers. You've got to work with great, you know, filling equipment. And I mean, there's just a, and then, and then also understand working with the recycling coalition and. and yeah. And on, on uh, this one, yeah, the technology was, was challenging, right. Um, to make a tube mostly out of HDPE. So it would perform like a regular tube, not only in the consumer's hand, but in the whole, you know, process from, you know, film right. blowing to lamination. Uh, but the work I think still uh, that that we spent a tremendous amount of time on is still ahead of us is the whole uh, industry and being able to convert and identify tubes as being recyclable. So we have partnerships with APR. Yep. We have partnerships with other, um, uh, you know, NGO recycling companies and recycling organizations. Um, so we can influence, so we can share our knowledge because um, a lot of these folks are familiar with packaging but may not have the technical depth. So we spent a lot of time talking with them and explaining to them, you know, what our development is and doing the testing. That was the other thing, making sure that we could show the results, right? Yeah. That the tube in its construction as designed and in practicality is recyclable. That's and uh, so we're, and we're continuing with those partnerships and, and that kind of, um, you know, outreach. Cool. Will it have the how to recycle logo on it? Uh, we have a recycling symbol on it. Uh, we okay. don't have, I, on the toothpaste tube, we don't have the how to recycle. On the, the other innovation I talked about the, um, with the plastic PET tube, yeah. yes, we do have the how to recycle on, on that one. But with the tube, we have just a, the chasing arrows recycling symbol. Okay. And we, uh, no. and we do have a verbiage on the pack uh, about the tube being recyclable. So even if you don't recognize a symbol, I know it can be some controversy around that. Um, we do, you know, encourage the consumer through language to uh, print it on the tube to recycle. That's great. Uh, well, super exciting stuff, Liz. Thanks. Uh, we're here at the end. So oh, no. There's I so, know. so much more to talk about. I know. I know. Well, uh, you can you can make the rounds to the other uh, to the other podcasts and you can chat about that or uh, you can come back on here anytime. Uh, I know there's there's so much to cover in the industry and it's why I'm as of this recording, 
you know, almost at 120 episodes on this podcast. It just yeah, congratulations, that's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. So there's a lot, and and there's still more. There's still so many incredible people that are in the industry doing really cool stuff, and it's my just my sincere like honor and joy to kind of like you talked about with with um having people like managing people and helping them out like this is sort of a this is an area of my life that feels very rewarding because I just get to have a a, a platform that I can share other people's stories and what they're doing yeah. so uh how do people uh learn either if they want to go learn about some stuff that Colgate's doing from a uh packaging innovation perspective is there is there a place online they can go check that well, out yeah, so sure, you can you can check, you know, I'm on LinkedIn, so you can look at my profile on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, uh, for sure, colgate.com, colgatepalmolive.com has the information regarding our sustainability work, which we have lots of packaging information there. We're super proud of the Colgate toothpaste too, but we have a lot of other work that we do around, you know, material reductions and recycled content. And, uh, and yeah, and so hopefully on venues like this, where I can come and talk about packaging and innovation, um, they can learn more about that as well. That's great. Well, everyone go find Liz on LinkedIn, go to colgatepalmolive.com. Uh, and I'll, I'll put some of these links also down in the show notes. If you don't want to write them down real quickly, so you can just click on it and it'll be a little bit easier from your, from your phone or however you listen to the podcast. So Liz, thank you so much for coming on the people packaging podcast and, uh, let's, we should have you back on sometime soon it's been great yeah please do i'd look forward to it all right well that is it for another episode of the people of packaging podcast thanks for listening it would mean so much to us if you would like and share and subscribe to this podcast we want as many people to know about the incredible people that we have in the packaging industry because we believe that packaging is awesome thanks again